Hola, hola, mi gente. It's your girl V, and it is a new week, so time for a new episode. And uh, I always like to share my week with you guys, just so so you can catch up with me, because some some of the topics that I speak of are, I mean, I I go based on experience. Some of the things that I have seen, but I'm not an expert. You know, we all have our own perspective. And our own way of dealing with things. And, you know, I can just go on and on and on about the background on certain subjects and why some people believe certain things about it, why they react to it a certain way, respond to it a certain way, yada, 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 right? But I like to share my week so that y'all know sometimes where I'm coming from, or just even sharing my journey with you. Because like I have always told you, we're in a constant journey. We're always trying to improve emotionally, mentally, some of us physically. Who doesn't want to be healthy? Who doesn't want to have that overall mental health, right? Um, And physical health. It's all part of who you are, your body, mind, and soul is a whole person. It's a whole one person. There's different parts to you but it all makes up who you really are so all those areas just affect everything that we do they affect decisions we make some of those things even affect our health you know and also cause us to develop certain little ticks you know that we don't understand we don't know why we do them but when we get to know ourselves more we take the time out to do self-reflection to learn how other people deal with certain situations that we have faced or are currently facing, you can find things that are inappropriate. They're not the best way to deal with certain situations. And then you can find other ways that are like, wow, you know what? Let me try that avenue to see if it changes my situation or it helps bring me a breakthrough. So always be open-minded to that, right? Um, so I, I kind of was not sure, you know, I wanted to share something like certain subjects in December, keep it positive. And I just keep thinking a lot about family and the dynamics and also how some families aren't close. There are some that are very close and it can be good, it can be bad. And then there are some that just isolate themselves. They are all separated, have all scattered their separate ways. And that also can be bad and it can be good. Um, of course, you always want unity, but unfortunately, sometimes it's not possible. So it's that's what I mean. Like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Because sometimes when you do have those big families that get together, some Sometimes if those families have not really had healthy boundaries, you are putting a lot of people there. There's always a person in the group that's just brings the drama or has done things to the family that are like questionable or just they've just not been loyal, whatever the case is Um, that or maybe they have behavior that nobody wants to address. Right. So you just. Everybody just tolerates it. And I've talked about that, you know, surviving the holiday, the holidays with, you know, family, friends and, you know, those commitments that you got to make in loss, whatever it is, you know, and 
So there's that side. And then there's the, you know, the family doesn't ever get together. And so they don't see each other unless there's a funeral or there's a, you know, a wedding. Uh, but most of the time it's like, oh, when there's a funeral, you know, when there's a crisis and neither one of those has a balance. You don't want to have a family pretending to be okay and brushing lots of things under the rug. And you also don't want to have a family that's just so um, separated and isolated where everyone's having to fiend for themselves because that's not what family is. And fortunately, you know, I don't have like the perfect family. Nobody does. And our family like just um, could get together more often but I respect and understand boundaries and understand why some just don't come around or, you know, get together. And then just in general, everybody's busy. Everybody has something to do. So it's more that than anything else. Um, but I do have friends that um, stick around and have become family to me. So that's a positive thing. That's a good thing. Uh, I love my family. I love my friends. And you know, you don't get to pick your family, but you do get to pick your friends, friends and you get there are certain relationships you get to pick. Right. So that's what I want to talk about today. But before I do, I just want to share a little bit with you about um, and how I decided, like, just go ahead and do this, this topic for this week. Um, I have shared in the past that I do some driving on the weekends. Right. And um, so it's, it's a popular app that a lot of people use and they're not sponsoring me. So <laughs> until they do, <laughs> um, pretty sure y'all know what I'm talking about. So anyways, you know, you request a ride and somebody picks you up a random stranger could be me <laughs> if you're, you know, in my hometown, it could very well be me. And, um, I picked up, you know, I, I did, I worked, the hours that work best for me where I feel like I make the most money when I do it. I rarely do it, but when I do, it's usually because there's like a really good incentive, like a hundred dollar bonus or something like that if I do so many rides. So I had one of those and there's a deadline and I thought the deadline was 4 a.m. Um, Sunday morning. So I was trying to rush and get, you know, get that bonus um, Saturday night. So technically... I started like at 12:15 a.m. and I didn't get home till like 5 a.m. but I made a good chunk of change. So in those trips though, I get to see people um come in and out of my car. Different groups. It can be a group of men, it can be um it's usually like uh younger, you know, men that like they'll they'll be in packs of like 3 or 4. And usually it's like, you know, leaving the club. Um, I've seen, and mostly I've seen it's like, yeah, it's like the younger crowd. Um, older men, it's like a couple of them, sometimes one by himself. And then young ladies, um, I'll see women as well. They're, women usually are in, in a pack of at least four, you know, there's a lot of them. And um, I just see just how they all talk to each other and... Um, the, the, just the connection that people have, you know, and then they're talking about their experience at the club or wherever they're at the Christmas party, whatever it was that they went to. And they're just sharing the drama, you know, and, 
it it's just interesting how they just vent and and they all think alike they think the same so i also am sometimes can be like a relationship counselor or or life coach so to speak in that little ride that i pick up someone and just drop them off and um some people just need somebody to talk to and they talk to me and um, it's interesting. I have some that are just open books, like they just need to get whatever it is off their chest. And I hear some interesting stories. Some are funny. And then there are some that it's like, you know, I'm going to have to keep that person in my prayer. I hope, you know, things get better for them. But by the time they get off of, out of my car, it's a different vibe. They, um, like if they come in with a lively vibe, that that vibe's gonna stay. Like I let people do their thing. I don't, you know, get into their conversations or whatnot. Um, I just have my music on, and if they're trying to talk, I will lower it. Sometimes they'll tell me to tell me the, to raise the music, or if they want to listen to something else, I'll change it. Whatever. But I had a, I also had, you know, uh, I've seen like how some people can like be lonely, and they just need somebody to talk to. And they're going through a tough situation. And it just made me think about um, relationships in general. And uh, a lot, I guess I don't talk a lot. I don't like to focus so much on like romantic relationships. Because um, I feel that like romantic relationships fall in under all of the different relationship skills and things of that sort that we Um, deal with right I don't think that you actually um, like if you have a healthy relationship like if you have good friendships I feel like you should have that with your romantic partner as well you know I think that that should be even you should invest into that relationship more Um, your friendships are important though and I heard one of my other podcast buddies was talking about it early this morning when I got home from working He was up earlier. I don't know what he was doing, but um, he was talking about that. Like a lot of times he was saying, though, that a lot of times people invest more in their relationships, romantic relationships, and they neglect neglect their friendships. And I I agree with that. I think that is true. Um, But I also have seen where it's the opposite where people are more focused on their friendships than an actual relationship um, or romantic relationship or romantic interest or whatever it is right and I feel like there has to be a balance I feel like all of your relationships like your core relationships your romantic relationships your relationships with your children your relationships with those that you consider friends your confidants um should be healthy ones and you should do your part i'll be the first one to tell you that i need to work in that area i really do i feel like a lot of times um my friends are like better at reaching out at communicating like i know how to be a good friend to be there for you when you need me but you got to tell me you need me so i need to work on that i need to be the one to check in on them you know so I'll work on that, my friends. I love y'all, though. I, I don't forget about y'all, and I don't want to lose you as friends. But um, so let's get to the topic, right? Okay, so I want to talk about some signs to look at um, when you're dealing with any relationship. Because 
I feel that if you are going to have a relationship, why not make it a good one? Why do you want to be in a relationship where it is toxic, where it's violent, where it's causing you anxiety, it's causing you stress? That's not what a relationship is supposed to do. For me, when I think about a relationship, I I feel or I think of mutual trust. I, I think of like, you're going to have my best interest in mind and I'm going to have your best interest in mind. And so there are certain things, certain expectations that should be met. There are certain things that we should expect from relationships if they are healthy. But a lot of times we go through life and we just accept certain behavior because we are in a relationship. And it shouldn't be that way. Just because you're in a relationship with someone does not give them the right to disrespect you, to mistreat you. Um, you shouldn't have to be like looking over your back, you know, um, making sure that you're okay with this person because you're in a relationship with them. If it is like that, then what's the point of a relationship? That's just me. Like, that's just what I'm thinking. Like, what's the point of being in a relationship if you're okay? So let's say I'm, I'm, I'm with someone. And we're together and we have decided that we're going to be exclusive, right? So it's us two. And, you know, he's lying or, okay, let's flip it. Because, you know, I don't want it to be like, oh, they're, you know, women are always saying the men are the liars and the men are the cheaters. Okay, let's flip it. So let's say um, me and -and so-and-so, we decide to be exclusive. We're giving this a try. And I'm constantly lying. I I don't tell him like, oh, I'm going to be with my guy friends because I'm afraid that he's going to get upset or jealous or I hide certain relationships or I just lie about where I'm going to be at or just um, or I don't, you know, communicate with him or like I just start doing things that just don't match up with someone that wants to be with you. Then, then it's like, well, what are, what are we doing? Why are we together then? Like, what's the point? Like, if you really like to me, things like that, then you really don't want to be exclusive. You really don't. You really can't give me what I need. Like, for instance, if a man wants me to be just with him, be exclusive with him, but yet I'm over here doing other things on the side. Why am I wasting his time? Why am I dragging him along? You know, and vice versa, you know, so. I'm just, see, guys, I, I think about y'all. I listen to y'all when y'all say, you know, women always blame us. We're always the bad guys. No, there are women. Some some of us, you know, we had our moments, okay? So, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, it's men and women, right? So all of this stuff can apply to both. And these are like the, the signs and like just some of the things that I want to talk about and point out are things that, men and women do. It's not just one-sided. I can only speak of my experience because of, no, you know what? Because I have friendships with, with, with women and, um, but some of these things I'm like, (laughs) if one of my female friends came at me like that, I'd be like, what? (laughs) Yeah, not going to happen. It would not end well, but I say that, but if I consider you my friend, I would not put my hands on you. So, 
Um, I also will not tolerate certain behavior though. And I've gotten better at that. So let's, let's just get into it because then I'm start talking about all kinds of stuff. All right. So, um, some of the toxic behaviors or, or signs, and I hate using toxic because we use that so much, um, unhealthy, toxic, it's the same thing because it's going to do, it's going to have a negative effect on you. So that's the whole point is like, it has a negative effect on you. So one of the things, of course, like I was saying, you know, if there's constant lying, well, that to me, like if, if I have a friendship with you, whatever capacity my relationship is with you and you're constantly lying to me, I feel disrespected. I feel like you don't respect me enough to tell me the truth. Why? Why can't you tell me the truth? I don't understand. And I under, I know there are different situations. Everyone's different. There are some people that if you are truthful to them, they just can't handle the truth. And they will react in a violent, hostile way. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about as well. You have to understand you're, you're never going to make that person happy. If, you, if, if you're constantly having to lie to them to keep them from being upset, you really, really, really like there's no respect for you and you have no respect for them because you can't even say the truth. You can't even stand up and say what is truly going on. And when I say you're lying, it's not and it's not even in the sense of like you're lying because you don't want to get them upset. That's another category. There are people that will just lie to you because that's just a form of them having disrespect for you. And I don't understand that. I don't understand why there has to be lying going on. I just don't get it. Like for me, I'm... I'm not kidding with you. I will just say the truth because if I lie, I'm going to forget what I said. <laughs> I'm not a good liar. So, and I'm not, so, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, I, I do need to work on, you know, I'm a little rough around the edges, y'all, but I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, but I, I don't have a reputation for lying I you know I'm not saying I never ever lied I I have in the past <laughs> when I was a lot younger but now I say the truth because I have enough respect for the people that I consider friends or family members if I have a relationship relationship with you I I respect you enough to tell you the truth because I want that to be reciprocated. I want to know the truth. And I've told my friends, some of my friends know, and they'll tell me the truth. And I'm like, I guess if you say so, whatever, you know, I don't like it, you know, especially with something like about me. Um, and then I'm like, okay. And, and it could be very well, like, you know, you're slacking off on our friendship. Like, what's up? You, you know, like, is everything good? Are you upset with me? Did I do something? And I'm like, a part of me is like, calm down, you know, I'm just busy. But then I have to, you know, stop and think like, and then I'm the one that starts feeling like, oh, I'm not a good friend. Um, but I have to stop and think like, they're just telling me the truth. And I just don't like it. But I rather them tell me the truth than to lie to me and not tell me that something's wrong, you know. And in this case, like when someone's in a relationship with you, a partner, they're just really, they just really don't have any respect. They don't respect you enough to be honest with you. So that's something that, why would you want to be, how can there be trust? And see, that's the other um, 
characteristic or behavior that tells you or signals you that you're in an unhealthy relationship. There's a lack of trust. There's no trust whatsoever. How are you going to trust somebody that lies all the time? Let me know because I can't. I can't trust you. If I know you lied to me, for you to gain respect from me again, it's going to be pretty difficult because I'm always you know, going to wonder if you're going to lie to me. So pretty much if you cheat on me, if you're with me, you cheat on me. It's like, I don't think we'll bounce back from that because you violated, you know, some respect in what we have in our relationship. So trust is very important. How can you even build anything if you do not have trust? You really can't. That's like got to be one of the major foundations of a relationship is there has to be a trust. And that sort of goes back to what I said, like knowing that that person has your best interest in mind and vice versa. This is a two-way street. You need to have their best interest in mind as well. So it's a true two-way street, right? And when you have no trust and you feel like This person can flip on me at any moment. And I know how that feels. It's like this person has no loyalty. At any moment, if somebody offers something better, they're going to flip on me. Or if um, I do something that I don't like, then they're going to be passive aggressive. Or if they don't agree with what, you know, I bring to the table, they're going to react to it. And that's one of the things is like, if we're in a relationship, again, friendship, romantic relationship, why don't we have each other's back? Somebody explain that to me because I don't understand. How can you call yourself a friend if you don't have your friend's back? I don't get it. I'm not saying you got to be at their beck and call. I'm not saying you got to agree with everything they say. I'm not saying that you have to be this person that no, this is my ride or die. And no matter what, she's right. And it, and she knows what she's talking about. No, what I'm saying is there has to be a trust and you got to have each other's back. It's not rocket science. Not to me anyway. I don't think it is. And when there is no lack of trust, then how are you supposed to be vulnerable with this person? You won't be able to. You will be a fool if you're vulnerable with vulnerable to a person that where where there is no trust because you're going to end up hurt you're going to end up disappointed they will not be reliable because they can you know bounce at any time because they don't really have a loyalty to your relationship your friendship you know and also there will be no security no stability again what relationship is there if there is no security, no stability? And I feel like the security is something that a lot of women look for in relationships. You like to know the security of, you know, know where you stand. I I would think, you know, men want to know where they stand as well. But I feel like a lot of times um, we're the ones that feel like we're lacking that security. And again, if there ha- the trust has been broken, definitely you're not going to feel like there's stable ground under your feet. So that's unfortunate. That really does suck. Um, another, um, another one of those um, behaviors is uh, hostile, hostile behavior. 
if you're in a relationship with someone and they yell when they get upset, they want to yell over you, they don't give you a chance to talk or explain yourself, they just lose it, they start throwing things, breaking things, and even use their body as a physical intimidation or a force. I know that there's, you know, where people put their hands on you, but I'm talking about some of us will make an excuse. It's like, well, he's just pumping his chest, you know, up against me. Like he's just like intimidating me with pushing me with his chest. Mm, You know, he's just upset. He's just, no, that's, that's hostile. That's hostile because it's going to get worse and he's going to do more. He might start just, he's throwing stuff, throwing it across the room before you know it. He or she is throwing it at you. You know, I'm sorry, guys, I say he because I have experienced it with a he. So I know women do that as well. They want to yell. They want to name call, say hurtful things. Um, been there. I've said hurt, hurtful things because I was so pissed off. Um, also, another way that is not so much physical, but when they give you the silent treatment, Instead of having a conversation and communicating what their needs are, they just give you silent treatment and they will give you silent treatment for a long time, like maybe days, maybe a couple weeks. And then once they're ready, once they see that they got under your skin, then it's like, oh, hey, what's up? (laughs) Like nothing. That is. It falls under hostile behavior because they're doing it intentionally to hurt you. So if they're always um, blame shifting, always using you, always this, you, always that. And I have seen that where you might someone, you know, you might finally say, well, when you say this to me, it really hurts me. It makes me feel like I'm this small. Um, I'm tiny and I'm insignificant. And then they'll flip it instead of acknowledging what you feel, what you said, and say, well, you do the same thing to me. You don't like your own medicine, then don't give it, you know, (laughs) like, and it's like, okay, you know, I didn't know that I was making you feel that way, but you're choosing the time that I'm sharing with you to flip it on me and not take responsibility for what you're doing wrong. That's not going to work. So, because we know this, I've seen it happen time and time again. Two people are trying to say the same thing. You're hurting me by saying this and you're hurting me by, you know, um, reacting like this. And they're both saying, I'm hurt by your actions. I'm hurt by your words. But yet they both keep attacking each other because they're just, they're, they're reacting instead of responding. They're reacting to each other's energy and they just keep going and it's like two people that really love each other but yet they're bumping heads and they're both wanting the same thing they want to reconnect they both want peace they both want to be loved it's insane it's a crazy cycle um also like i said if they're constantly interrupting you um if they don't really listen i know that i have done this before where someone's telling me something And they are like coming at me. And instead of listening to what they're expressing, what their need is, I'm listening to respond. Now, 
when I get to that point, it's because we have already reached a point in our relationship or in the situation where I was trying to listen and I was trying to find the right place to share what I needed to share. But now you are just attacking me. You're not even attacking the situation. You're not attacking the problem. You are personally attacking me. When you start personally attacking me, I am not going to listen just to hear you. I am going to be thinking how I'm going to respond. That's not healthy. So don't do it. Okay. <laughs> um, so, hey, like I said, I'm a work in progress. I've told y'all I'm a work in progress. And as I think about these things, I do self-reflection. Yo, I even go back and listen to my own podcast, okay? Because I, I need to grow. And, I, and sometimes when I'm sharing with you guys, like some of this stuff is like, oh man. And then I'm like, it, it brings things to mind where it's like, oh man, I haven't dealt with this. I need to deal with this. Like, oh my God, I'm still doing this. No, we're not going to do this again. And a lot of a lot of times, though, what I have learned is before I used to beat myself up and be like, oh, my God, this is like I do this and I'm doing it again. And but it's like, no, 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 no. You got to learn from it. You got to look at it. You got to realize it. And when you do realize it, you're the only one that can decide to change that behavior. Right. So I don't want to do that. I when when I catch myself like listening that I'm getting defensive and I'm going to respond I'm going to bust out a notebook and be like, okay, I'm listening, but I'm writing down like what I'm going to respond to you. No, 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 no. I don't do that. Now I have to like look at the person and I have to listen. And I'm, I'm trying to grab like what exactly is, what exactly needs a change? What is it that I did to cause them to feel that way? Was it truly something that I did or is it something internal that, that they have to deal with? Even so, even if it's something internal, I'm not going to tell them that how they feel is wrong because I can't control how somebody else feels. I can only explain if I said something and it came off a certain way or if I said a joke and it really did hurt your feelings. I was wrong. I have to apologize for that. I, I can't be like, dude, it was just a joke. Calm down. No, if it really bothered you and it hurt you, then I have to acknowledge that and, you know, make make that wrong right and if you hold it against me for the rest of my life I can't do nothing about that okay <laughs> so um all of those things will cause though a, a lot of tension in a relationship if there's a lot of tension how is how is there going to be open communication there really isn't going to be because nobody wants to get hurt at that point and sometimes it's just that there have been all of these um different like poor communication going on through the whole relationship and issues were just brushed under the rug and red flags were ignored and now you're in deep and it's like you know you got a whole marriage and family and it's like well you know this is just what we're stuck in you can actually make changes you know there are certain things though that you can't like it's one of those like if you stay it's not going to be very good for you i'm i'm always an advocate for restoring restoring people restoring relationships I am an advocate for that however there has to be a mutual um like effort both parties 
have to be willing to make things better. Both have to bring change. Both have to to decide to grow and learn and even unlearn. Like they have to unlearn the unhealthy behavior and begin to learn healthy behavior, healthy communication um, in order for it to grow, in order to it, for it there to be a change and for it to not just be a repeated cycle. That's the only way. That's the only way. Um, I'm not quick to like, oh, just cut them off, whatever. Like, you know, you know what you've been dealing with. Nobody lives in your house with you. Nobody has that relationship with that person. Only you do. Like, nobody knows my my personal relationships. You know, they're not in it. It's just me and that person. So only we know what type of bond we have. Same for you. Nobody knows exactly the type of relationship you have. Unless you're a person that shares like every single thing. And people are in your business and then you get upset because they're calling you out on your business. You know what I mean? So, you know, you got to you don't have to share every single thing. But if there is hostile type of behavior going on, yeah, somebody needs to know because that's not safe for you. You know, um, we don't want anybody to get hurt or destroy their self-image and end up in a very horrible mental state because of trying to salvage a a relationship with someone that just is unhealthy and just very toxic and hostile, you know? Um, So a good healthy conversation means that each person is able to provide information and each person is able to receive that information. So it's a two-way street, you know, it goes not going back and forth, back and forth, tit for tat, But it's more like um, just sharing, like I'm going to share with you, you know, certain things that are important to me, things that bother me, things that trigger me. And I have to be able to hear from my friend or partner things that bother him, things um, or her, things that trigger her about me and be able to find that that balance, that median, you know, where You can't ever tell somebody they're wrong for feeling the way they feel. You can't control what anybody feels. You can only control your behavior. You can only bring your explanations to a certain point. Because then there are some people that are just blaming you. They're just blaming you for everything. And they don't take responsibility for themselves. And so so that's another thing. If you are constantly drained in this relationship. And you're always making excuses for your partner. That is unhealthy. That's unhealthy. And I've, and I found myself doing that in a, um, you know, in a marriage. I found myself doing that in friendships. It was always something. It was like, well, you know, she just experienced a loss. So that's probably why she treated me like that, you know. And okay, you, you know, she'll come around and then it never happened. And I was like, well, no, it's, you know, it's just a tough time. It takes a while, the grieving process and blah, blah, blah. Or whatever the case is, right? I, I would make excuses. Oh, you know, he just had a, he's just really stressed out at work right now. And so, you know, he's dealing with this, dealing with that. And, you know, his, you know, Dia is sick and whatnot. Always making excuses for disrespect. Making excuses for them, you know, reacting a certain way. And feeling drained at the end of the day because you're the one carrying all that weight 
And most of the time, people like that, they don't even take responsibility for their actions. They continue to blame shift. They blame everyone else for what they do. And then you become a party to making excuses for them. They don't even have to make excuses for themselves anymore because you start making the excuses for them. That is um, not a good place to be. And if you're thinking like, oh my gosh, you're describing me. You're not the only one that has been doing that. I hear it a lot. And it's not good for you if you are doing that, if you're constantly making excuses for someone's behavior, whether it be your child, your spouse, your friend, they have to take responsibility for their own actions. You cannot, even if you like you're putting all this effort in wanting everyone to like this person because you care about them, you love them because you've seen the good side of them. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying that there's no good in them. However, their behavior is not good. And that has to change. They have to change it. You can't change it. And you can't force people to tolerate that behavior. If you tolerate it, that's on you. But you can't force everyone else to tolerate that behavior. There has to be respect. Yes, I understand that, you know, and we get we can get into all kinds of dynamics. It's a step parent. It's, a, you know, a stepchild. It's in-laws. It's, uh, you know, one of your own children. It's these we can get into so many different dynamics where we want to force people to tolerate certain behavior. It's unacceptable. At the end of the day, it's unacceptable. And it and it sucks. It sucks for if there are little children that are having to tolerate behavior because you tolerate the behavior, they have no choice in it. They're, and they're going to be traumatized by it, you know. So at the end of the day, you can't control anybody's behavior. You cannot fix them. They have to want to fix themselves. So the blame shifting, you constantly being drained because of who they are, what they do. You having to babysit them because they get so drunk and out of control and start fighting with everybody, arguing with everybody, calling people out or um, saying mean things to you, calling you names and just doing all kinds of stuff. That type of behavior is unhealthy and it's uncalled for. Again, if you choose to tolerate it, that's on you. Don't be surprised if you run into people that have boundaries and they're like not going to tolerate that type of behavior. You can't control what other people tolerate. Um and also, there's also controlling behavior. And I know we talked about that. If you listen to last week's episode, excuse me, <clears throat> if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about dealing with controlling people. And um, some of the behaviors, of course, it affects your financial stability. There are some people that will control your finances so that they have that power over you. And that's really in essence what it comes to is forcing submission of a person. You know, you're controlling them. And it's not by their choice. And some of the ways that controlling behavior um, is done is not just the finances, but also they can threaten your time with your children. And I've seen women do that a lot where they threaten a man's time with their children if they don't get their way, which is wrong. I don't agree with that. And I know that there are you know, some men that do that as well. They'll threaten um, the 
wife to stay or girlfriend, whatever, if they have children together, they will threaten to um, take the children away, you know, because they have, if, especially if they have control over the finances and they don't let the, the woman work and things of that sort, they have that power, that ability to say, you know, you can leave without our kids. And a lot of times they'll stay because they don't want to leave their kids behind, you know. Um, so there's different controlling behaviors. And then again, a lot of times you see where there is a separation of, you know, parents and sometimes it's a lot of times it's the women threatening the man and threatening their time with their children, which is horrible. And um, also another controlling behavior is if they're constantly telling you what's right. Like if you feel something is not right and you express that and they tell you it is right. Nobody can tell you what's right to you. Nobody can tell you what is wrong to you. Nobody can tell you what you should feel. Nobody should tell you what you should accept and not accept. We need to stop letting people do that to us. Sometimes we listen to people's advice and some of them are stuck in the old ways like, well, you just tolerated. That's just what, you know, happens in a marriage. You know, sometimes, the, you know, the men always cheat. So you just, you know, get over it. He'll be back. He'll stop and he'll, you know, you'll be okay. Really? Okay, because the trust is all messed up and I'm putting my health at risk because he wants to be out there and vice versa. Like if they're, you know, if you had um, um, witnessed your dad put up with uh, an abusive wife and she was always putting her hands on him, yelling at him, throwing stuff at him. Um, your dad, you know, might be or he might be like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. You know, you get used to it. Blah, blah. You know, no, you don't. You don't have to get used to that type of behavior. We need to stop doing stuff like that. So if they threaten um, to tell your secrets, if there are intimate things that and this I'm telling you, it's not just people you're dating romantically. These are friendships, too. It could be family as well. If they're threatening to share intimate things that have happened like let's say something happened in your childhood and and you don't want your friends to know or others to know um because it's just not something you want to share but yet you have a cousin that's like oh I'm going to tell your current relationship you know what happened to you or whatever whatever the case is you know um you when it's it's that type of person where you have to be careful with them because if not, they're going to tell all your business and you may have shared some stuff that was intimate. Now, when it comes to your friends, I feel like men don't share as much as women do. I, I, I'm, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I don't think y'all really like go out and tell each other's business. I feel like the only time a man will do that is if he's like trying to hit on your girl. That's the only time he'll like bust out your business, which of course he's trifling anyway. Um, but for us, for women, there are some people and you can tell, look, ladies, let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. If you have a girlfriend and she tells you all her other girlfriend's business, do you think she's not telling that other girlfriend your business? Or you're of a group of people you hang out with. And the minute one person leaves, they start talking about that person. You don't think that they're going to talk about you when you walk away? 
Like, so don't share stuff with certain people, like especially people like that. But that is controlling behavior. Someone that will threaten to share your secrets. That will sabotage you. Stuff that you confided in that person with. That's that's wrong. It's unacceptable. Also, um, if you're with somebody that has to, that they need to know where you are at every single moment. They just need to know what you're doing and where you are. It's not being cute. That's controlling behavior. You don't want that. That's kind of creepy. Um, also, mm, if they keep you away from your family and your friends, that's, um, controlling behavior, acting or treating you like you're, like you're dumb, like you're stupid, like you don't know what you're talking about. If they're always belittling you, that's controlling behavior because they're trying to chip away at your self-image, your self-confidence, and even just confidence in yourself, confidence in making decisions. That's what they're chipping away at. So they're constantly making you feel like, you don't know what you're saying. You're you're stupid. You don't really know. This is how you need to do it because you don't know what you're talking about. That's controlling behavior. Also, if they are requiring access to your personal devices, your phones, your emails, like email accounts, things like that. Okay, so If they're constantly reading your stuff, I I have a friend, a girlfriend, that a long time ago, and I know she's okay with me sharing this. I'm not even I'm not saying her name, but she lets me share this information because she's a big advocate. But she was in a relationship where the guy she was with would read her personal um I don't want to say text message. Okay, this was a long time ago. She would read her personal mail, you know, like, or he would listen in on conversations that we had or anybody she had conversations with. He would listen to the conversation. He didn't give her any privacy. He had to be a part of it. He just needed to know what we were talking about, what was being said. Of course, there were, um, yeah, he was controlling, but there was also abusive behavior going on in, in that instance. So, it's not a surprise that he did those type of things. Um, but that's what I'm talking about. Now, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Some of you have broken trust and you've cheated on your significant other. And so they have trust issues. Okay. Lack of trust because of lying, cheating is... um. Okay, it's one thing, right? But having trust issues, if the person has trust issues, you haven't done anything at all for them to mistrust you, they have trust issues. There's a difference between someone having trust issues and between trust being broken. Okay, so look, if you're a controlling person and you're just an insecure person, you really need to work on yourself, okay? Y'all drive me crazy with some of this stuff. And um, see, that's why I can't be with somebody that has cheated on me because I'm like, who are you messaging? Who are you talking to? <laughs> like, what, what is going on? I'm, I'm just being real, y'all. So um, another um, thing. Let's see what else did I want to share with you. Oh, if everything's always one-sided. Always one-sided. And you know what I'm talking about. If they just don't ever see your side they don't ever try to understand where you're coming from 
are you really going to get anywhere? They will constantly get their way, but you will constantly be disappointed and drained and probably end up depressed and will feel like you have no voice and will feel trapped and sad and upset. Do you really want that for your life? Like, I don't know what kind of relationship would want that for you. Like what type of person that really truly cares about you would want to destroy you as an individual. And a lot of times some of, you know, some of these toxic people, you have different cases. Some they've been through stuff and they never healed. And then others, they have those um, tendencies to do that to people where once they destroy that person, leave them in ashes, then they move on to their next victim, so to speak. Then they move on to the next person because uh, I already did everything I could with this one. Now let me move on to somebody else. It's sad. It does happen. In either case, though, it's bad. It's not good. If you tend to do things because you have trust issues, because you have controlling tendencies because of what has happened to you, because you've been abandoned, you've been hurt, whatever the case is, your behavior is not excusable because of those things. You must heal. You must seek counseling. You must go after your own healing. I can't tell you enough. Nobody can heal you. I can't heal you even if I loved you with all my heart and loved you exactly with all your love languages and filled up your tank every single day. I could not heal you. You have to go through that process on your own. And I always tell people that like I have some, you know, I've met some wonderful people and I've met some people that are not so wonderful, but the wonderful people like they want to help me. They want to fix me. And it's like, no, it's not your responsibility to fix me. However, I appreciate you being there for me and I'm completely okay with you being there for me. You know, that is healthy when somebody just wants to be there for you when you hit those dark times and they can actually lift you up and encourage you to keep going. Not someone that is going to, you know, carry your burden that's yours to carry. And it's okay for them to be alongside you and help you through your healing process. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, if you act, uh, if you're, if you continue to have unhealthy relationships because you haven't healed, you're only going to cause more trauma to yourself and those that you love, you're going to cause them to be traumatized by your behaviors. So you're just continually continuing that cycle and you're becoming part of the problem, which is not good. I know I don't want to be part of a problem. I don't want to go out there and hurt every single man that I talk to just because one man hurt me and broke my heart. I don't want to do that. Instead, I want to heal that way when I do find that special guy. And I will find that special guy or he will find me too. And we're not going to be worried about like, no, you chase me. No, you chase me. No, no, no. It's going to be, you know. So I'm waiting for you, boo. Um, (laughs) No, but I will continue, you know, healing because I don't want to treat him and make him pay for what the last relationship did. So that's not an option for me. And because I want to have a healthy relationship, um, I'm going to put in the work for myself. 
That way I can come into a relationship as a whole person, not in pieces and shambles and expect this knight in shining armor to make it all right. So vice versa, guys, like you got to put in the work too. Um, so one of the things though, um, and also, oh yeah, um, your friendships too. I know I talked, oh yeah, yeah. Um, the episode with a cup of Joe Adre, we talked about, you know, success. And one of the things I remember discussing was, um, your close circle, you know, your friendships and every relationship. And how that inner circle, you can move people out of that inner circle. But just like you can move people out of that inner circle, you can move people into that inner circle. So do not isolate yourself. Find those um, friendships that are healthy. The ones that aren't afraid to be themselves. The people that aren't afraid to be themselves. And also give you that um, safe place to be yourself as well. That's important. You know, both have to be watching out for each other. So let's do better. Let's work on those relationships. I think I'm, you know, like this is totally like just boom, boom. V, you got to do this. V, you got to work on this. V, you better call so-and-so and apologize to that man. Like, you know, you need to be a better friend, you know. So, okay, guys, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, okay? Um, so one of, um, now I feel like people, again, can put in the work and you can restore a relationship, whether it be a friendship um, or a romantic relationship. Um, because some of you are in a marriage and you, you know, you don't want to call it quits. You feel like it's not that bad to where you want to call it quits and you want to put in that work. Both of you need to seek therapy and you have to do it together. And in your friendships as well, y'all got to just establish that relationship. If the trust is broken, it's something that's pretty hard to restore. Like, for me, that's just, it's a difficult thing. I think a lot of people know that when the trust has been broken, it is very difficult to restore that. Like it takes a lot of work to rebuild that trust and then keep that trust and maintain that trust. So there are a few things though that have no healthy, there are certain behaviors and signs that is definitely time to call it quits. There's just no hope in it ever turning into something healthy. And of course, number one, we know this is the physical, emotional, and sexual violence. If there is physical violence going on, sexual violence going on, emotional violence going on, you are putting yourself in danger. And that relationship is not going to end well. It's not healthy. It's not ever going to have a healthy future. Sorry. That's just how it is. If there's a lot of coercion going on, if there's gaslighting going on, if they're isolating you, if um, you have a fear of what will happen if you leave that relationship, those are all signs of telling you there will not be a healthy future. So think about those things. Look at your situation. Let's not go to the extreme. Okay, I'm not I don't want to get all these hate emails and um, messages on Instagram um, talking about, you know, my man left me because you said that it was toxic for me to yell in his face. Well, I mean, it is, girl, but <laughs> um, I'm not telling y'all to go to the extreme. I'm not telling y'all what to do. I'm just saying if these things are occurring, 
you really need to stop ignoring them. They need to be addressed and if possible, corrected. However, the last list that I shared, if it's those things that there's no there's no healthy future ever because those things are it's very difficult for those things to stop and it could cause you your life, your mental, mental stability, uh, you need to get out. If it's um, behaviors that y'all have just tolerated, have a conversation, sit down and talk. You Again, you can't control what the other people do, the other person does, you can only control what you do. And you are the only one that determines what you will tolerate at the end of the day. So like I've said before, what happened to you may not be your fault. However, your healing is your responsibility. All right. So that's what I have for y'all today. Thank you for listening. I wish you all the best. I hope you have an amazing, wonderful week. Uh, I did drop a reel on Instagram, just some motivation to remind you to keep going, keep doing your thing, keep being that baddie that you are. And, you know, you kings and queens keep getting out there doing your thing, making money moves, making, you know, taking the time to be um, to do the self-care, to self-reflect and continue to grow as a person and continue to be a positive influence in this world. You know, don't be so focused on being an influencer and how many likes do I have? Instead, let's make a difference in whatever community we're in. And let's make a difference in in those people that are closest to us. We all need that positive encouragement. We all need that motivation. We all need to hear um, at a baby every now and then, you know, like, yo, you're doing a good job. Keep going. You know, I see what you're doing. And um, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost you anything to compliment somebody. It doesn't cost you anything to encourage someone. So let's get out there. Let's do it. Have an amazing week. This is your girl V and I am out. And just like that, we wrap up another episode of Voice of V. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. And the podcast can be found on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. This is your girl V, and I'm out.